Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. to the Beast Tactical Podcast, where we try to get under the bonnet of all things tactical and statistical at Brentford. I'm David Anderson, your host for today, and for this special bonus episode, I'm joined by some EFL royalty, Mr. Peter Lerman. Peter, how are you doing? Thanks for joining us. Hello, and uh, yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, really good, thank you. Yeah, as I said, yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, quite privileged to have you on board. Well, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, you're making me blush now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, yeah, I should be kinder on the on the start and not pre- not not make you feel awkward. But um, but yeah, thanks a lot for joining us. So yeah, just a quick outline for this episode. Um, we're going to discuss the recent two one Brentford win up at Sheffield, kind of what it means, uh, anything interesting picked up on, and then just largely positives and negatives of both teams. And uh, yeah, let's get straight into it. So, Peter, what do you think? Surprising result? Was it expected? Yeah, it was sort of expected. Um, I, it's one of those games where you hope for a draw, and uh, and after the, uh, the how the game went on, it's it's a, it's a fair result. Um, but the pleasing thing for me was how we stayed in sort of sort of stayed in touch with you uh, the entire game, even though we we didn't create much. We uh, we weren't out of it, and the uh, the difference from uh, from the debacle at uh, at Griffin Park uh, in in uh, sorry in February mm. is is quite something else. Um, especially because I actually think that Brentford played better um, last night than they did uh, in that game, despite the the scoreline being so much more in fact. Yeah, I agree. In February, yeah, yeah, I totally agree on that. Actually, I think last night we saw. I think in that first half of Brentford, some um, yeah, some really really good play, and it was yeah, it was good to see from a Brentford perspective. But um, yeah, so let's just recap then. So you were talking about uh, the game felt a lot closer than probably the shot data ended up. Mm. We sort of ended up at about point three five for Wednesday and one point two four, one point two five for Brentford, uh, and then not non shot xG is probably where you see a little bit more of Wednesday's. Mm. kind of what Wednesday did 1.2 for Wednesday and 0.8 for B's so showing just the action in and around the box and bits like that so it was a lot tighter than probably the shot data told us um, 
what does it mean kind of what does it mean and what do we learn what do you think well it's it's interesting because um the the, the public image of uh, of brentford's um style of football uh, last season especially was one of uh, a possession uh, dominating team but if you um if you look at like the the, uh, the, the as you referenced there the the non shot xg um that is all all the actions not just the uh, not just the the shots on on goal uh, you're actually um, just around median in in the division, whereas your your XG is uh, is the best in, in the division. And we could see that all all the, all the time uh, yesterday that you um, you you had a plan for for hitting the the space in behind our our left wing back uh, Adam Reach. And once you got into that space, you um, you you'd you'd obviously noticed how much we uh, we side shift our defence. So with with all of the defence moving to towards that area, uh, our left. Uh, the space opened up on on the other side, and uh, and you were really adept at then moving the ball quickly inside, and then then onto um, often onto a, a free runner uh, on on the on the other side on on your left side. Um, so 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 it's it's a different Brentford, um, and it's it's one that is 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 probably a lot more suited to if you, uh, which is looking increasingly likely, get promoted, a lot more suited to playing in the Premier League than than the team you you had last season and the style of play you had last season, because you you have um, you have an, a counter attacking threat and uh, and a lot more incisiveness to uh, to to your attacks than than I think you had last season. Yeah, it's interesting you picked up on that actually. Just watching some of the Premier League teams at the moment, how bad they are at defending and sort of how bad they can't sort of soak up pressure and um, and spring on that counter attack. So um, Fulham have deprived us of seeing how good Brentford would have been in the Premier League. Uh, let's leave it there. Let's leave it there. But yeah, whilst we're there, let's. I, I think we should. Um, I think we should start off kind of talking about a bit of tactical shape and how that's probably led to what we were talking about, sort of in the chances and limitations, but. Uh, Wednesday to me, I saw it kind of like a three-five-two, sort of three-four-one-two, sort of hybrid with um, Windass uh, and um, Patterson just behind each other, sort of dovetailing there. And what do you think? Do you think that worked for Wednesday? Do you think it? Do you think it contained well enough? Um, well, Monk said after the game, which was kind of interesting, that um, there was a tactical plan here, um, and when we actually we we've, we played a quite a rigid three-five-two um, so far this season, and also actually um, after the COVID restart last season, we 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 changed to a three-five-two. Um, and we've actually played that with a, with a, a quite two two quite um, uh, normal strikers, so to speak. Uh, but last time we actually tried having three strikers on or three forwards on, um, and Patterson played behind the other two. Um, and obviously, mm-hmm. he was he was he was meant as a, as, a, as an out ball, um, so we, a sort of bridgehead we could build from. And then you'd have Windus and, and Marriott running a, a bit um, beyond him, and, and uh, hopefully him connecting. But the interesting thing for me was uh, Monk changed his approach for this game. Um, some of it was forced because. We we're probably about three or four first team uh, regulars down at the moment, injury wise. Um, so there was a lot of tinkering uh, forced on him, uh, especially defensively. But but up up top, we we uh, we changed it uh, voluntarily, so to speak. And I think the idea for Monk was that the, the three front men were were going to to press hard and press early. Um, and if if uh, fortune had favoured us a bit more in in the opening maybe <laughs> twenty twenty five minutes. We might actually have benefited from that because we, we're not very good at, at creating, uh, structuring attacks and creating chances from from phases of play. But we're really, really good at forcing mistakes um, in in the opposition half and then then hitting them hitting them quickly. And there were, I think, there were about three or four four um, uh, times where 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 we um, managed to win the ball uh, from from uh, from a sleepwalking defender of yours. Um, 
and it's yeah. it's those sort of chances we have to take those half chances we get from from forcing mistakes um and i just think we got leggy um <laughs> i think it's uh it's it's really really good fun seeing the, uh, the 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 pressure game we we have um we press a lot higher than we did last season but it's probably also already taking its toll on on the players um they're spend, expending a lot of energy and um, and yeah, you could also see from the from the flatlining uh, shot uh, shot and XG stats that that you uh, tweeted out earlier that we 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 seem to run out of uh, out of gas um, around halftime, um, and we've done that in other games as well. Um, so so it's it's um, it was a weird shape compared to how we've played recently. But when you're having to play um, your old friend uh, Odebacho, who's definitely not centre back at right centre back because. The only other options you have is uh, Julian Berner, who's been terrible this season, and he's slow, uh, like um, really slow. And and the other option, uh, Liam Palmer, is is, uh, is the most dependable pro at the club, but he's also slow. So if if we played either of those instead of Odebacho, you'd have no pace in that uh, three man backline, and and we'd be either have to retreat um, a lot and have a, a very deep defensive line which would force pressure on us or or, or create space in front of the defense for you to to to, um, to use um, or we'd, we'd have to uh, suffer a lot of uh, um, through balls uh, in behind our defense um, and and have to to be yeah pray for fortune that you didn't take advantage of those so so that's why on the played and, and again normally it would be I offer and and if he'd played and he'd marked Tony um, I'd I good money that Tony would not have got that free header uh, inside the six-yard box. Yeah, probably. Well, we we know Otto has form with his um, marking of Moses. Uh, sorry, Brian and Bremo last season from the exact mm-hmm. same spot where, uh, yeah, it was he, he was just so focused on the man. There was no looking yeah. at the ball in it. I I get what he's probably been told to do there. Just make it really hard for the forward to to get a clean contact, mm. but. All he's done is make it really easy for the forward to get a clean contact. Yeah. So he's done the opposite to what he had to do. But yeah, I just want to pick up on some interesting things. That you, yeah, you some quality stuff there. But just um, what was quite probably from a Brentford perspective was how in those early few minutes, sort of how high you pressed us and how and how well it was working. So we we tried to play out from Raya. Um, rare on the ball on the floor down to Janelt, our new defensive midfielder and he kind of this was his welcoming to English oh. football because he's not played in the league before and um, he's probably the speed of it probably caught him out because I think he's, he probably thought he could have taken maybe one two touches settled himself turned and then played but the second the ball came into him he had either Patterson or Marriott right oh. on him and he nearly gave the ball away and it actually <clears throat> it nearly did turn into sort of a chance and and I, th- I thought at that stage we were in for a really rough night because that's what we expected, we thought, we got to Sheffield. Um, sort of the three-five-two system that you've played this season really suffocate us and um, we wouldn't actually be able to play out. But you did tire and it, it looked like uh, your your kind of squad, well, not your limitations because you have got a lot of injured players, but, but just how far you are down into sort of your best team mm. Caught up with you, but yeah, it, it's probably difficult. To, I, I think watching Brentford a lot, we probably underestimate how hard it is to play against us. Yeah. We we probably don't re- we don't see it from the other context, and uh, it, we, I, I guess we just ground you down in the end. But yeah, the, the interesting it was just I just wanted to pick up on the interesting front line. Patterson's probably a player that people are looking at. Why is he getting a move to? Yeah, who's go, who's going for Patterson? But he does have quite a unique set of skills. So it was just interesting to see him off the ball. And um, he he went for the full game. I'm not sure if he did get subbed. He stayed on, didn't yeah. he, for the whole match? So 
there's stamina there and there's tactical discipline and he kind of there was a period where he wrestled the game back for you so quite an effective player and then those long throws as well but someone like let's go on to because um I think Brentford fans will be quite interested in this Moses Odebaji so he played as a right centre back and we learned quite quickly with Moses that you want him away from your own goal as quickly as possible and for as long as possible you, you just don't want him near your goal it's not his strengths and he's better probably going forward than he is so he can use his pace he's got a good right foot and he can sort of he can, yeah he can sort of play players on the outside but defensively in that first half uh, it wasn't great was no, it? No it's um... I think the the the, the thing our defence have relied on so far this season has been the uh, the, the the cover in front of them, um, and and in, in the in the Birmingham game, uh, image applied to this one, uh, also behind them, uh, the presence of uh, Massimo Luango, who really tied together mm-hmm. uh, the structure of uh, of the team defensively. Um, but when when our, our central midfield get overrun. Uh, we saw this so many times last season, and, and the downturn in form we had uh, in the second half of the season was was uh, a lot, a lot had a lot to do with that. Um, with, with our with our defense not having any sort of protection, so so they just they had lo- loads of running duels and loads of um, um, multiple marking jobs and what have you. And there was just, it, it was uh, sort of a hark back to that uh, at times, but. You have to get. I really think you have to give allowances. Um, this was Aiden Flint's second game for us, um, and he's probably trained with the with the team for for for, for a little more than a week. Uh, Fanakin, uh, this is his. Uh, he, he's played every game now, but but before before this season, um, he'd not played for us since um, I think since the Sheffield derby about a year and a half ago. And then you have uh, then you have Odebacho, who who as we can all agree is not is not a prime defender. Uh, asked to do do a job, um, and I got I caught a bit of flag from uh, from from Winston fans on Twitter last night because I actually said apart from the apart from the uh, the, the the brain bleed at the um, at, at the goal from Tony from from the from the corner there, um, he actually had a, had had uh, several good uh, tackles and, and duels which he won, um, and and yes he he's all over the shop positional wise, but. He needs someone who took to create that structure for him, and and again, uh, Flint's just joined the club, um, uh, and and Fanakin is not an organizer either, and and Dawson is is not famed as a as a as a goalkeeper who who um, who instructs his defense. He's, he's not got that natural authority to him. So so I think it's it's a bit unfair to just put it on on put it all on Moses, <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, it, it was. It was uh, it was a series of events that led to to us looking like that in defence, and it's not just down to the to defence, in my opinion. Yeah, no, there it's definitely the structure in front. I think I, I watched the Birmingham game and saw Luongo, and he was kind of. I, I was wondering at times whether there were three of yeah. them on the pitch. He was really yeah. effective, and um, what was really good, I, I just I was so surprised at the athleticism of Bannon and Luongo next to him, and just the dovetailing yeah. sort of. It was really clear to seeing whoever was making runs off. Uh, just off the midfield or just trying to get forward. One of them would pick the other one up and they just dovetail really, really well. So it was a really good sort of midfield base to build from. So I, you definitely missed him. Do we know what was wrong with him, by the way? Was it a no, it's, it's, it's just, issue? Or was no, it it's, it's just an actual injury. I think it was in the, um, uh, I think it was a, maybe the day before. Um, and according to Mong, mm. it's not, not something serious. So I'm think, I think we're hoping he, he's ready for, for the weekend. But... Monk has adopted a, a safety first um, approach to uh, to the players' fitness. So, so if anyone's um, at at ninety or eighty five percent, unless it's a it's a do or die game, he's not going to risk the players. Um, he's been quite clear on that. 
So it, it might be precautionary in, in some sense. And, and it makes sense to not risk him against you because the likelihood of us winning against Brentford is not that high. But the three next games we've got coming up are must-win games um, if, if we're going to hit the uh, um, the 62.1 uh, target, which would equate to, to 50 points, um, the survival target after the deduction. So, so in, in my mind, it, made, it does make sense to to not risk him um, because if he's if if he then gets an injury and is out for for two or three months, uh, it's going to put us in a really bad spot and could cost a lot of points down the line. So, I'd rather sacrifice for, uh, one point uh, against Brentford uh, and have uh, Luongo um, re- raring to go in in the next couple of months. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so I guess we kind of looked at. Elder Baggio. I, I, I will add, though, I think his second half yeah, yeah. was much better than his first. I, I think the, the um, change we made at the halftime was it was it was a weird one because um, I know picking orders and uh, uh, a bit of thing of, of the past because because managers will change style and approach to, uh, from game to game. But that Alex Hunt started, and I have a lot of time for Alex Hunt. Uh, I, I see a really good player developing there. Um, but Alex Hunt is, is the heir mm. to Barry Bannon. He, he is Barry Bannon uh, in, in a, young, a young version of him. So, so it made little sense to start both him and Bannon. Um, and you could see after Pelopesi came on, Pelopesi is not exactly uh, loved by Wednesday fans because he's, he's very limited. But he's the sort of guy who, who, who will... Um, Create some structure and and uh, drop in into the holes and and uh, play safety first and and that helped us. Uh, we 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 got more of a screen and and it made us a lot more limited going forward and that's why you you see the uh, the xg uh, flatlining from from minute thirty nine for onwards because sacrificing Hunt uh, for Pelopesi meant we sacrificed a lot of our attacking play and we just we we began hoofing the ball too much and, and it was too easy for you to to gobble up um both the uh, the uh, the headers but also the second balls um so so it we we, we had a little flurry at, at the end of the game but it was it, it never really felt like we we were threatening um that much but you know sometimes it, a, a, some, a ball goes in so it, it could have been 2-2 but it was it was one of those games where it's more likely 3-1 than than 2-2 yeah, I kind of felt like that too. I, I felt like we were soaking up pressure just enough and just a little bit more precision on the counter-attack probably would have sealed a third. But yeah, let's just quickly go through the quickly go through the goals then. So it was Tony's early one. It was um yeah, he was just right on the line and sort of kept on side, but Dallas mm. had a really good shot and then Tony peeled away and um yeah, finished just really easily. I think everyone was trying to call offside, but he was he was miles on. It was it was never in doubt. But um, yeah, I think I think that was just deserved at that time. I think Brentford kind of you mm. you started well, pressing us high, but we kind of started well as well. And I think it was our early pressure just moving up the end of the pitch that that, that probably surprised you. And as you were talking about the structure, you weren't. It was quite easy to just yeah. get beyond that midfield. I think it wouldn't have been as easy if it, as if it would have been if mm. Luongo was there, which. I think our shape was just it, it kind of perfect. We this is what we kind of worry about when we go mm. away that our our sort of inverted inverted pyramid of sort of one holding and two in front yeah. just gets overrun by like a five man midfield. But it, it didn't this game. We actually got behind quite well. But yeah, so started off well with that goal and Tony's reeling away and scoring. But a bit of a shock was kind of when you guys equalised. It was. Um, Rico Henry got caught upfield and the ball was sort of launched over his head. And before we know it, we've got no one in left back. And Ethan Pinnock is sort of scrambling out to left back to try and block a cross because that's something Brentford are really, really big mm. on, just blocking crosses. You always you always kind of hear it. And it's, it's brilliant watching um, matches back 
in the empty stadiums with no fans and anything because you can hear yeah, exactly yeah. what the coaches are saying. And whenever the ball is wide for Brentford, all you hear is just stop the cross, yeah. block the cross, block the cross. And it's just really, really loud. It's really clear. So mm. they're, they're quite big on that. But Pinnock isn't used to being out there. And he, it was just so easy for um, Harris, yeah. who I thought had a really yeah. good game, actually. Harris was sort of constant just to get a brilliant cross in. And Patterson just left. Janssen, I think he should have done a lot better yeah. there, actually. He, he kind of stumbled before... I don't know if Patterson no, no, bumped him. Or if I, I think we've, surprise, seen, we've seen that from Janssen before, haven't we? He, he's got those moments yeah, where he just switches off for a few seconds. Um, he, he'll play brilliantly for 90 minutes and then he'll have five seconds where he switches off and, and costs a goal. Um, yeah, it was it was really interesting. The, the more I've watched it from a few angles now, it, it doesn't seem like there's a connection. Mm. But I was just wondering if there was that I didn't see. But it's like he's slow to realise that he should shift over because Pinnock is out there mm. and Pinnock's trying to block the cross. But it was just so easy for Pat- Patterson. I mean, Patterson would have just been rubbing yeah. his hands together at the situation, so he's not going to get bummed off the ball. But it just should have been a bit more difficult. But it was a, it was a, yeah, it was a really well worked goal and just sort of took the opportunity well. But as we, um, as we kind of look at the rest of the match, it wasn't there wasn't much more from you in attacking sense after that. It was kind of that was it, and uh, Brentford took control for probably the next, yeah, maybe twenty five yeah. minutes until half time, and it, it was. It was kind of plain sailing then. But yeah, how, there's a couple of debuts for Brentford. Yeah. I just want to talk, try and get a perspective from you because Jan Elt, obviously, big German uh, under-21 international holding in the midfield and Godos as well, who mm. was really, really exciting. Um, just sort of drifting inside and making up an extra number and uh, sort of creating that sort of diagonal progressive option, which Brentford love. It's just three passes. Yeah. You start on the left. Exactly. You, you do that right. three four times. <laughs> how did... Um, how did it? How did it? it, kind it, of look it for you? I think the biggest compliment you can pay is is the fact that that it wasn't notice, it wasn't noticeable at all that that the the two players you mentioned hadn't played for Brentford for for several seasons, and that's the that's the benefit of of buying players to fit your style rather than changing your style to fit the players, um, because you you you've you've done this for what is it now four or five seasons uh, replacing players. Um, and and already having having um, ha- having uh, replacements ready in the team, so so they're already used to to how they're going to how they're going to going to play. Um, so so it was it was it was it was it was quite scary in the in the first half. The, the speed you moved the ball horizontally uh, when uh, when when you were attacking, and then and as you said, that 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 signature move there, get it into the uh, the space behind the wing back, and then quickly shift to the to the other side and and uh, and and hit us there, because our wing backs have to have a lot to do, um, and and obviously they can't be both uh, pinging crosses and and uh, and defending uh, defending at the at the other end either. And and the reach is is not exactly the uh, the quickest player in the world. Harris is really quick, so he'll track back. So it made sense. <laughs> and then you you did seem to target the uh, the area behind reach a, a lot, and then did that uh, signature move there of, sh- of shifting it. Um, but but I think often with uh, players like uh, like an Elt at um, at the uh, at the at the pivot position, when you don't notice them is when they're playing well. Um, and I didn't. Really, it was not really a, a player who stuck out, but but that's that's his job. His job is not to to stick out because if he sticks out, it's usually because he's made a big mistake. And, and you mentioned he, he was a bit slow on the ball a few times, but it, it was it, again, it was not something I noticed. It was, it was not something where I thought, um, wow, this player looks way out of his depth. Rather, it, it was quite the opposite that that this uh, this looks like a, a player who's who's been in this team for for years. Yeah, it was yeah, it was brilliant to see. He was um he he's sort of commanding. Uh, physically just 
exceptional actually really really good in the air there was a couple yeah. of sort of aerial challenges where his height came into play and there's some things uh, so you have you watched christopher norgard much um I, I can only remember him from i don't really watch much of danish football but i remember him from his from his days at, uh, at bonbu um and uh, he was he was uh the sort of player that they were trying desperately to build a team around, but but couldn't get it working. And and there's mm. there's a lot of pressure on at at Bonby. It's it's a it's a big club in Denmark, an underperforming club for for many years. Um, so I, I think it suits him to play play at a team like like uh, Brentford uh, better. Um, but it's he he's I don't know how to say it nicely, but he, he's he's got periods where he flatters to deceive um, in my mind. Um, but but um, it definitely benefits a player like him that he's in in a, in a structure where which is um, predict, predictive um, to him. Um, so so uh, again, you couldn't tell that he was missing, um, and and I get the sense that he's he's been quite um, pivotal as a pivot, so to speak, um, for you. Um, so so it would be some something someone you'd be worried about losing. Um, but again, you couldn't you couldn't really tell, uh, and part of that was because we changed the formation to the um, to the three frontmen, so we only had Bannon and, and Hunt in the in the centre, and Reach would come inside a, a lot from from the wing back position actually um, to to try and and um, and stop you uh, the three midfielders uh, central midfielders of yours, but we didn't work, and and that was the most disappointing thing that we couldn't win that midfield battle. Um, and and I think if we if we had we might have been more successful in 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 putting pressure on your defence because the defence is not going to be pressured if if they have uh, easy out balls in in the midfield areas um, and that's that's Monk picked up on it in the in the post manager you were saying that we were a yard or two off the the pace we were we were supposed to be playing at um, and mm. you could see that there were we, we we did a lot of running without getting something from it um, so so it's it's one of those days I guess uh, where where it didn't we didn't get the the rub of the green. We we uh, we, we probably had to give uh, so had had to get to uh, to get a result here. Um, so it's 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 yeah. Um, I'm not really disheartened. The even though there was a there was a torrent of um, of the of the usual outpouring of um, um, yeah uh, end of days uh, stuff from Wednesday fans and Twitter like that. So <laughs> that's 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 usual though. Um, but I think the the um, the more sensible fans or uh, yeah, I'm trying not to be uh, to be too coy about uh, my own views here, but um, I think the more sensible Wednesday fans can see the the progress made. If you look at the team we had when Monk took over um, just over a year ago, the, the transformation uh, is is quite something else, uh, especially mentally. Um, and and you saw that you saw even the difference from from the game against you in in February at Griffin Park. Um, it's, it's just night and day, isn't it? Yeah, let's just yeah. I guess I guess that day was incredible. That was um, mm. yeah. So I was there that day, and it was it was the last day of football yeah. with fans in stadiums. And I yeah, it was it was kind of there was a weird buzz in the ground because I think people mm. kind of knew what was coming. There was a little sense of um, like a change in the atmosphere. But the performance was from Brentford was really really good. But the performance from Wednesday oh, was yeah. just horrendous. It was just. It was the four four two. It was kind of like a. It was there was just sort of no pressing from the front. There was it was kind of positional play waiting, and it was yeah. you. You were much better yesterday, and you you have been much all season. But I think last night as well. Um, I think there was a little bit of quite. I, I think there was quite a clever tactical ploy from Monk actually because he probably looked at Brentford and thought, "I'm going to play the three up front." Mm. Patterson was quite far forward and 
joined in with that front line. But that was probably to take advantage of the yeah. fact that Norgard wasn't there. He thought Janelt's new. He's going to start this game. This is this is yeah. It's pretty much his league debut. He's away in a in a tough place. Is he is he up for this? I'm going to put Patterson close to him, and I, I think he just did incredibly well. He yeah, after a shaky sort of first five eight minutes. He settled into the game well. And the reason I brought up Norgard is because some of the things we saw from Janelt uh, are kind of the things we're hoping that Norgard could do, which is, uh, I was quite shocked that I was seeing it. So if we kind of compare Norgard to someone mm. like Calvin Phillips, Phillips's extra yeah. dominance is his athleticism, how he knows when to just push forward, move around. He's he's just so physically dominant on the pitch. And Norgard, can, Norgard is getting there, but he can kind of sometimes be a bit static and not know when to push forward and let someone else drop or or push forward and make a, make a third man, uh, sort of another third man run, because normally we have teams who sit back and everyone behind the ball. He's a little bit late to get involved with the play, but Janelt was, he would run forward 15 yards to stop, pin someone back there, and then uh, the other two midfielders could drop, pick up the ball, and then rotate the ball the other way. Yeah. I, I was just really impressed with his performance, and I just wanted to see oh. if it came through to you as well, this guy that straight into the system <laughs> just, no exactly really um, and, and as i said um for me uh, in the position he's, he, he played in uh, when you don't notice uh, his his actions uh, is, is when you when you have a good game as a pivot um and and it, it makes sense especially when you got uh, got just a silver um uh, driving ahead and it, it, it was almost like you had it was almost mm. like you had four of the same player um up front in in the silver uh, uh, Bruno and uh, Antonio and, uh, and Goros, uh, they, they were the, the the way they they ran and uh, and attack was was quite similar, and it it does it did feel like uh, yeah uh, as as uh, as your name uh, nickname uh, re- uh, references, uh, it did feel like we were get, getting swarmed uh, by by a flock of bees um, at times. Yeah, it can feel like that sometimes when you sort of have six players running forward at you, and Joshua Silva's like. Uh... Yeah, just just an unstoppable force that you really have to pay attention to. But yeah, I just yeah, let's move on slowly to some sort of like quite interesting tactical battles. Just speaking about Josh, because I I picked up that uh, him and Gary uh, Barry Bannon were just Bar- Bannon. I think Baron took it upon Bannon took it upon himself to think of Josh as his. Uh, yeah, that was his man, and he was he wasn't going to let him score a score or sort of make a killer pass and. Yeah, what did you think about that battle, and who do you think um, came out on the top? The problem with Bannon is uh, he's got probably one of the, the best uh, technical skill sets in in the entire division. Um, what he does not have is mm. tactical intelligence. Um, so he needs that's why that's why Luango playing the deeper role uh, has been such an inspired move, and it's also been an inspired move to uh, to to strip Lee's of the captaincy and give it to Bannon because he then takes a lot more responsibility for the team rather than just. He has a signature move when when things are going against us, where he where he'll sprint forward from midfield to press the the, the goalkeeper, uh, sprint forty five yards and be ten yards away from when the keeper and releases the ball. And that sort of alibi playing, where where you where you you're playing to uh, to show the fans that you're you're, you're putting in an effort, but but in reality you're you're distorting the entire team structure. Yeah, it's just wasting. Yeah, yeah it's wasting energy yeah, and, and just and, breaking and, up the and system. And Bannon is, as I said, when you get him in the right uh, positions. Uh, the, the the speed of thought and the uh, speed of movement uh, on the ball and and uh, the the passes he can ping, he, he's really something else. But but when he when he's having his off days, he he sometimes almost tries too hard, uh, if that makes sense, because he he'll he'll forget that he's part of a part of a team. And sometimes you just have to drop back and and uh, and and block some passing avenues rather than try to charge ahead and win the ball. Um, I think he was better at that 
that um, at, at defending space rather than than attacking the ball last night than, than he usually is. But um, he he was he was a bit torn between being the old Bannon who who wouldn't will normally retreat into deep midfield uh, and and uh, away from from any pressure or direct confrontation, and then the new Bannon um, that we were trying to uh, uh, to set up this season where where the, the first couple of games we had Luongo in the deep role and you had Bannon um, and, and slightly ahead of him uh, Izzy Brown and Izzy Brown and Bannon combining was really uh, something that got us all uh, Wednesdayites all uh, salivating because you could see some of the movement, uh, quick one-two passing and all that that we've not had in the team for ages. Um, and, and at the moment, is is Bannon is, is like torn between having to do his defensive duties and um, and taking responsibility for that, and then then also uh, insisting on still being the uh, the the the, uh, the only uh, creative output uh, in, in the team. So we we really, I mean, Luongo and and Brown missing really meant that defensively we were struggling, and and we were also struggling to create because those two players um, in 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 uh, in both those departments are, are so crucial for us uh, and have become so crucial. And we quite, I mean, it, 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 that's that's the difference between a well managed squad and uh, squad management of uh, of, um, of of uh, incredible quality that that you have. And we, we've had to because we've spent our money on on washed up uh, Premier League uh, ex Premier League pros, and and the and the in the years before 2018, we've had to build this team on a shoestring. So, so what Mung has gone for, which makes sense, is strengthening the um, the the the, um, the the first 13, 14 players of, of the team. So when when we get beyond those, uh, we, we we tend to struggle. Whereas, as you say, when you uh, you had Jan Eldin instead of um, of Nurgle. Um and and if you look at your bench, it's uh, it's it's also. Um, um, Canos came on for for Buimo and he's I mean he's he he didn't really make make a big uh, impression but he, he, again it's it's a similar sort of player that you can put on and it, it's not a huge drop off in in, in quality and output uh, when you do so so it's 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 just the difference and it means Bannon when we don't have can't, when we can't call on all the players uh, due to injuries Bannon uh, gets gets a different role and and uh, it's it's really I'm really sad to see because it's it, it was so good seeing that Bannon of uh, of uh, 2015, 2016, 2017 uh, again where, where he he had a joy of playing uh, in, the, in the first couple of matches when when Brown was there. Um, so and I think just to silver, it's it's uh, either him or Tony who who gets the next uh, 20 million pound plus uh, transfer to the Premier League, isn't it? That the silver just looks like uh, <laughs> it looks like he, he he just has another gear and and uh, he's he's almost holding back that that gear uh, to not embarrass the the, the opposition sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Really interesting that you sort of describe it as that because I think with Josh mm. Silver, he, so he came through the Arsenal academy and then played in the under twenty threes there, and he would have been sort of bigger than six foot, much bigger than every single other player that he played. And I, I can imagine, I've seen the footage, so he would run from his own area, yeah. take on everybody, yeah. run to the edge of, edge of the box and score. So I think physically he's never really been tested. But now I, th- I think with Brentford, he must be one of the most just incredible developmental records because they turned him into, he's always had the sort of the raw yeah. ability to sort of carry the ball like for long distances, but now you see him knowing when to sort of move, when to release, remind- and then when to yeah. drive, and then also when to take a shot as well, and when to move, when to test someone to sort of push onto either foot to take a shot. He's just honestly the, probably the most complete midfielder and mm. one of the most complete midfielders in the league. And 
yeah, I, let's hope we gosh go up this no, year because the, I don't. He think reminds we have me a bit of uh, we had uh, uh, Michael Antonio um, in the beginning of his his career. Um, we got him from 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 Reading, mm. um, and he had he was similar in that he was really really raw, but he had when the the the, the things he was really good at. He was he was just mile, mile, miles and miles ahead of of, of the others. Uh, and then obviously now he's he's a mainstay in the um, in, in the Premier League and he's, he's been capped by England. So it's, there's there's something similar about the uh, the, the yeah almost being uh, physically uh, too quick for 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 for, for his brain uh, <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh, you, you get that sometimes with players and they're, they're so good that they 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 want to do three or four things things at the same time. Uh, where sometimes it might benefit them to be. Um, in a situation where they, they don't have that much time on the ball, um, so so if someone like Justin Silva gets the ball and then has uh, is able to take two or three touches for a few seconds before um, before moving it on or before dribbling, um, he might uh, run into a cul-de-sac. But if he he plays against Premier League teams where he gets one second max, um, I think it would be a lot better because he ha- he has to then react instinctively to the game around him, and and I think he he uh, that would benefit him because he would then not have three options in his head uh what to do. but he 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 just focused on 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 uh, on on the flow of the game and and making the the flow of the game work for his team so but it is definitely one to watch um that's that's for sure and uh, and yeah i think you're right if uh, if you don't go up um this season um he he'll he's the next one to uh, to to uh, get a big transfer yeah, we won't speak about Tony. Yeah. I think um, I think that's also clear. If there's there'll be Premier League clubs looking at him and just thinking, this is yeah, we should be taking a gamble on him. And I don't even think it is much of a gamble. But yeah, just to give ourselves a bit of structure and um, <laughs> just to reap our own advice, how we're talking about football. The second goal for Brentford, which proved out to be the winner, was Tony's goal on 30 minutes, and it came from a corner, so a Yanel corner, which was lovely. He's, yeah, sort of really good delivery, actually, into that front post, which is a corner Brentford. I don't know if you saw many of Brentford's corners last season. There was lots of the ones that were floated yeah. to the back post with a blocker sort of blocking the men inside. And then the back post would head back in and we get a sort of really high value shot on the on the second phase, which is, really, is a really effective corner. But we've almost completely abolished that this year. And we've been trying this this near post flick to the back or as you saw last night yeah. this sort of near post just direct headed in and um Moses, Moses Ozabaji was um yeah I, I just it was it was just baffling to see because we kind of yeah. highlighted it before the game we remembered it and uh, to see him yeah to see him caught out like that was um was a bit frustrating but the, yeah only because I was thinking about battles and I think mm. it's safe to say that Tony kind of won that battle with Moses until the second half and uh, I think although looking at crosses it's quite interesting actually Bannon got four crosses away yeah. and crossing is your one of your big strong points into the box and yeah Bannon got a few crosses away sort of from that left half space channel and um just that wide where he likes to pull but I think he was kind of let not not let down but the the strength of the Brentford defense coming back at everything you sort of threw at them into the box was was really pleasing to see from a Brentford perspective. Um, yeah, so that's interesting to just look at a couple of battles. Um, any major negatives, you think? What, set what, pieces. What were you really disappointed um, with last night? Defending set pieces, obviously you've highlighted the uh, the goal there, but that, but that wasn't the only only uh, mm. um, situation where we, we struggled a bit when, when you had a set piece. Um, and the reason that, that disappoints me is it's a major... Uh, focus point for for monk and and we've we've had some really good set piece routines um 
earlier. And and uh, just go just going a couple of games uh, back, we we were really threatening from from set pieces. Uh, and I think every Wednesday fan is looking forward to to the day where where the, the three man uh, central de- uh, defence is uh, Che Dunkley, uh, Dominic Alfa. Um, and Aiden Flint, because that's going to be uh, an air raid uh, that needs the siren going uh, when, when they get into the box. But the deliveries, that's the, the deliveries. And, and Bannon's, it's, it's weird because if he gets a free kick on either side of the box, his delivery is usually pretty good. But if when he has to uh, hit corners, uh, that's not that, that's not working for him. And and the, the goals we have had and the big chance we have had from set pieces this season have been from Izzy Brown's deliveries, which are... Very different from Bannon's. Bannon's are very flat and and quick, uh, and not that swervy. Whereas Brown has this weird. It's when when you see him run up to the ball, it's, it's almost like he stops just before he hits the ball. And he gets yeah, it looks like it's, it's, it looks like just a, punches it's, it. It's a yeah, bit like yeah. a snooker shot almost. Like, like into down into the ball, so it's like swerves and then mm. drops into into uh, into space almost. It's really hard to defend against, I think, and it's it's easy to time the um, the attacking run uh, at the ball for for a header. Um, and we, we we're definitely missing that. Um, and and last season we 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 Bannon got took it taking off uh, towards the end of the season of off corners, and we had Alessio uh, Cruz hitting corners, and he was uh, he was hitting uh, the miles better. So it, it it really needs work on, and I'm I'm thinking we need to change the the set piece takers, um, and we we really need to 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 shore up uh, defensively at set pieces as well. Um, the, the the fact that we we had we have had to change uh, our defence uh, so much um, does not help matters. Um, but but you saw Odebacho uh, uh, marking uh, Tony more than one from set pieces. So so it must, bafflingly enough, it must have been mm. something that was agreed upon uh, prior to the game, uh, which I really don't get. Um, because you have Patterson, you have Flint. Uh, who can who can uh, beat anyone in in, in the air? Um, and Fanakin is, is no no slouch either when when it comes to aerial duels. So 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 we should have had enough to to um, to mark Tony and and Janssen and, and Pinnock uh, uh, as the three main main aerial threats with, with three best aerial players we have. But so it does not make any sense to uh, to to put a bunch on. Yeah, it's a strange one. I think when, if I give you this context mm. as well, so Brentford obviously have been growing as a team over the years, which is something we've been doing. So you have Dalsgaard and Yanelt as well, which was probably what's thrown you into thinking that Odebaggio on Tony is probably the best idea yeah. because Brentford are actually quite a big team now. So it's more difficult to deal with. But I think it's those extra two on top of the three you probably mentioned, uh, maybe causing a little bit of havoc in for Brentford attacking set pieces and confusing yours. But yeah, so Tony, super clinical now. We're talking, I think he's got mm. sort of four out of five of his big chances of turning to goals. Um, he's, yeah, the most yeah most shots with Brentford. Yeah. I think he's on 18 non-penalty shots now. Uh, he's got six non-penalty goals. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's actually XG per shots, like 0.2. So he is, he, is, he is running hot. This is what I think a lot of Brentford fans will might find quite shocking, actually, is because he's... He's mm-hmm. doing really well, but he's running hard. I don't think he's going to maintain this. It looks like he could because he looks like he could score two goals every game at the moment, but he won't, and it will calm, things will calm down. But it was, um, yeah, that once that second goal went in, we yeah we saw from the race chart on the Beast Tactical page earlier that yeah your attack it. We said at the beginning it felt like a really tight game and it was competitive, but 
in terms of shots that you just completely dried up. And when you when we think about how many Patterson's throws there were, there oh, were at least I haven't got the numbers for how many on yeah. each side, but I think there was maybe two at least from each side, maybe three from one of the sides. And I, I think from your own output, you'd yeah. be just really disappointed and and that you didn't kind of didn't make better connection with those. And I, I guess yeah, stifling a team from kind yeah, of so like, yeah, so like the thirty ninth yeah. minute maybe. Yeah, about yeah that goal and then not having a shot from the 39th minute onwards is just a huge testament to mm. how far kind of Brentford have come defensively, but also sort of playing on the road as well. But yeah, no, and the I, other, I just found the other thing is um, if you look um, on the the yeah, XG, on, uh, and and the game states of of our matches so far, um, when we when we we've we've not I think we've mm. only um, I think this we've we've been trailing. Uh, the, the game against you, which we, we, we've been trailing uh, for more minutes in that game alone than in, in the previous five games combined. But even, even with that caveat, um, our uh, XG uh, per ninety uh, when losing is is zero um, point three, uh, whereas when when we're when we're drawing uh, it's one point three, and when we're winning it's it's zero point nine. So that definitely tells you that when when teams shut us shut shut us down. Uh, when when they focus on on being solid and getting men behind the ball, we don't really have any any way of of uh, opening them up. We 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 are the three five two is a counter attacking formation, and that is that is what we're playing for. And and as soon as yeah. as we don't get the first goal, and the other team uh, tends to get get more position based and focus and, and drop a bit deeper, we just don't have the space um, to, uh, to, um, to 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 launch those counter attacks in. Um, and, and as you said, the, the goal that um, Patterson scored was was uh, was was against a run of play, and and quite uh, it, yeah, it, it was again. A, uh, I think you lost possession in the middle of the park, and then it might have been Bannon who who pinged it onto the wing um, for for Harris to run onto, and it's that's the sort of uh, situation we need we need to score goals. We, we need um, the the opposition to create a mistake uh, somewhere in, in the build up, and then we we pounce on that. Mm. And when you when you have men behind the ball and you you move the ball slowly, that as you did to, to sting out the game, you don't really get the, uh, opportunities to do that much. Um, so it was, yeah, yeah. It was it's really yeah. it's really reactive, isn't it? I think that's what we're coming back to. It's it's such a it's it's kind of when the game is tight when the game is nil nil and sort of the other team is putting lots of attacking impetus into trying to create stuff then they're at a heightened level of sort of risk and they're trying things and that's when you can prosper but once Brentford had the first goal yeah. it was kind of like we were surprised that you sort of got back into it and then when we had the second it was just managing you all the way through and I, I don't know if you're going to call it well it probably is that sort of tactical inflexibility because you kind of only really have that that one way of getting the ball forward it's 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 not going to be on the floor through the middle it's going to be sort of chipped from wide into the midfield and it it did as as solid as you mm. were and i think you are much improved compared to that sort of five nil drubbing um yep. there was clear there, limitations there, there in, and, and, in your attacking and, um, phases I think Monk would also be disappointed that the players. I think the game plan he had was not executed um, as well as it, as it should have been. Um, because there's there's there's, there's no, yeah. nothing wrong with if you're getting overrun in, in central midfield. There's nothing wrong with with uh, Fanak and had a, actually had a, a couple of really good uh, long passes diagonals as well. Uh, there's nothing wrong with with going for for um, 
for for bypassing the central uh, midfield and then putting, especially if you've got a player like Patterson who's who's so good at at, uh, at either uh, winning the ball or or putting the uh, the defense under so much discomfort that that uh, that the, his team can win the the second ball. But 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 the problem was when Patterson got the ball, uh, Marriott would be ten yards away on that one one side and Wins would be uh, fifteen yards away on the other side, and you'd have at least three or four Brentford players uh, within. Uh, ten yards of, of Patterson. Um, so, so even if he won the ball, he he had no nowhere to to, to go with it. And, and and again, that that comes back to the midfield because if mm. if we played with the three in the midfield, there'd always be one uh, one sticking back, and then you'd have two runners from midfield who could who could move into the space for Patterson to to pass onto, and then they could put the ball in behind your defense, for instance, or onto the wing to the wing backs, and then that would open up the game. But it was just it was just disjointed because um it, it, and and it's it's something that that is always lurking there under, under the surface with us um we, when we had Stephen Fletcher we did the same thing because he he's so good in the air uh, I think he's the best uh, best um, aerial um, forward in, in in the entire division um, and 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 when you have someone who's really good at something you want them to do it all the time but that, that's not that's not how you win football games you win football yes. games by by exploiting the weaknesses uh, as well as playing to your strengths, so if if putting the ball into into the air against uh, Pinnock and um, and Janssen does not win you um, near enough uh, enough possession in in the final third of your opponents um, against against your opponents, then you you need to have something something else to do. And and the problem we have, and the 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 one area where we didn't strengthen enough uh, again because of resources was was in in the wing back positions. Um, Harris is really really good. He, he's he's coming into his own as a wing back, um, and he's 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 been very impressive defensively as well. Um, but Reach is is uh, he has wing up wing back capabilities, but he's. He's not a strong player, and he's not someone who um, who will win you a tackle. He, he's good at stealing the ball. He's good at, at reading the game. Um, but he's we, we in those sort of situations we really miss um, we really miss um, Murphy from from Jacob Murphy from last season. Who was, after the COVID break, he was he was shoulders mm-hmm. uh, head shoulders above the rest of the team and the best player we had. Um, and and a Murphy in that sort of form where you could then move Harris onto the left where he would cut inside rather than going around your defense um, that would be that would have pre- presented you with yeah. a, a, a different uh, sort of scenario to defend against and you we'd be a lot less predictable um, and we've been very predictable for at least two seasons now when we attack um, and it is a major worry. And it's really, really annoying because uh, we saw when Brown was in the team that we we were seeing the the beginning of something new, and and we were seeing different sorts of attacking moves, um, both through the centre, also over the wings, but also switching play in, in in the attacks and through balls and balls in behind and and all mm. the sorts of stuff we, we've not seen for a long time. So it's just it's frustrating sitting here uh, and 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 looking at the same sort of um, uh, mistakes or limitations uh, as we've had for so long. But um, again. It's it's down to injuries. Yeah, every club has to manage them. Yeah, so okay, I'll bring it back a little bit now. So thinking about sort of the game, Brentford peppering away shots. If we look at the race chart, there's just nothing. The flat line from uh, Wednesday, and then you've got the the peppering, sort of the steady shots from Brentford. But there was a period where it just yeah, it looked like you were sort of getting back into the game, but it just couldn't generate a shot away, and then. Uh, Rhodes came on and I, I just yeah I'll put it to you that I, I'm not sure what Windass I wasn't very impressed with anyway but 
you were you weren't too happy with, uh, with Reach, but I, I think he did okay on the wing. Actually, I think there were a couple of good crosses, and he wasn't he wasn't amazing, but there was a couple of good crosses. But when Win, uh, uh, sorry, when Rhodes came on, I was a little shocked. And is there some? What would you think? How did you think that went? And Rhodes is an ex Brentford player. Many moons ago, he actually was on loan at Brentford and played a little yeah. bit as a yeah. forward. I think it was like ten, eleven years ago. Now it's a long time ago, but. Um, I don't know, would Kachunga have been a better outlet? Because I think if we think about what you were doing, what you were trying to do, you weren't doing well and it wasn't working. And I think Rhodes coming on would have just mm. meant that you were doubling down on what you weren't doing well. Uh, he might have. I mean? the, the problem what, with Kachunga would Kachunga have changed he was, anything? He was very anonymous and low-key um, at the weekend. Um, he, he played in the role that Patterson played uh, last night. He, he was mm. more... He was more withdrawn than, than Patterson. Uh, he was he was more in the uh, in the tip of the of the central midfield um, than he was in in a third forward position. Um, but he he he's, he always gives gives it his all, and, and even if he has an off day, he, he'll keep working. Uh, and Rhodes, well, it's it's just a heartbreak every time we see him play because he's just this it's just a ghost running around the pitch. <laughs> Um, and it's, um, it's we keep hearing Wednesday fans. Uh, one of the the running jokes is uh, is people saying, "Oh, if only you had in a proper service to Rhodes." Or uh, this season is when Rhodes will turn turn around his uh, his Wednesday career. And we, it's, it would be a lot better if we if we'd uh, loaned him out. And, and and the only reason we didn't was because before the transfer window, he was the only recognised striker at the club. So it was for me. It was not the right stop to make. I would rather have um, I would rather have moved to um, to a three five two uh, and and taken um, and put Patterson next to Windus. Um, I like Windus a lot, um, but he needs he needs uh, service. Um, he needs balls in in behind, and uh, he, he's really good at finding space. But if if the if if his teammates are ten fifteen yards away when he when he's found that space and gets the ball, he's it's hard for him to do something with it. So I would rather have put instead of Rhodes, I would put in. A, I would have uh, moved uh, Dele Bashiro into the um, into the tip of the um, of, uh, of a midfield three, trying to to win back control of that midfield area, and, uh, and instead of just pumping the ball to Patterson, uh, actually trying to, to to get the ball into that central area and then then get it wide, um, either through Harris. Um, uh, Trying to beat his man, uh, or, or running onto a, a through ball, or reach uh, and Bannon combining to to for, for either of those two to to get a cross away from from either the uh, the left wing or, or the left half space, um, then Patterson obviously and Marriott uh, attacking the ball. Um, it, it was it was it was weird because we played with three forwards, but it felt like we played with two forwards for a lot of the game um, because either. Uh, at, at, at any moment, it was it was either Winders or Merritt who, who seemed to be uh, not within the game. Uh, so when one uh, sort of uh, popped up, uh, the other would sort of disappear for a few minutes. Um, so, so that didn't that definitely didn't help matters. Um, but Rhodes is not the solution to anything, uh, and and his contract is up next summer, which which will be a relief, uh, <laughs> no. probably more for him than than for us actually. Because he's he's just just a shadow of him, his former self. Um, that uh, it's just so sad. <laughs> yeah, I think with Rhodes and mm. his players of his ilk, they kind of live off the couple of goals they scored, uh, sort of in about maybe six months ago or anything. And it it kind of keep, it keeps that glint in someone's eyes, maybe an agent or a club or a representative's mind, and then they can sort of mm. sell it as he can actually still do it. Look at this; it happened this time ago, and it wasn't that long ago that he was still doing it. So really, his output's really really poor. And yeah, I, I wasn't impressed with that sub, and I, I was kind of 
uh, by that time, Madsbeck Sorensen had come on and um, Jansen had gone off injured. And we were slightly worried that uh, how would he cope and the two left footers and not having the balance there. But yeah. you didn't really play into that at all. You just kind of kept going in the air. And that's what Mads, Mads is. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know what they were feeding him when he was younger, but he is absolutely huge. And it was yeah. e- exactly what he wanted and he relished it. And I think he really likes that physical battle. It's one, it's one of his greatest strengths and you kind of played into that. So from Monk's perspective, that was a bit disappointing, but I guess he's got Rhodes. He needs to, you may as well use him in some respects. And I don't know if something did fall to him, he's probably hoping that he'd finish, but yeah, it was just strange to me. I, I think there would have been other ways I'd have gone back into the game. Um, okay. Yeah. So let's move on slightly. Yes. Yeah, good talk about that but let's let's kind of think about just any interesting observations from the opposition's team so you kind of something you've kind of picicked up on Brentford that maybe sort mm-hmm. of Brentford wouldn't have thought yep. about and I'll try and go back at and you well, well they, it, it was as I said it was very noticeable that that Brentford uh, style of play was was actually quite counter-attacking uh, and and a lot more um I wouldn't say reactive because that's doing you a disservice, but it was it, it was the the uh, the nun shot and um, there's a discrepancy between the the nun shot xg and the, and the xg makes a lot of sense when you when you see uh, Brentford players who did uh, yesterday uh, and and that ability to um, to to not dominate games but to to just uh, yeah make it impossible for the other team to to get a foothold in the game and get control of the game because I think the way you play means that. Uh, no matter whether the, the team you're playing against, will, will, if, if they collapse into a deep, a deep block, you still have options for how to solve that problem. But if you're playing against a team where, where we, like we were trying yesterday in the first half, to, who pushed uh, the defensive line up a lot and put, pr- tried to put pressure on your on your back line, you also have tools to to solve that situation. So I think uh, for someone like Thomas Frank, who's um, quite an inflexible manager normally, you do within the structure you have, you actually. Do have a lot of flexibility, and that's a new thing I, f- I find. Uh, you you have in in the past been uh, been sort of like a, a pantomime, pretty to watch team, um, but uh, lack of end products sort of thing. Um, and I think that's that looks like it's it it could be a thing of the past, and that that's uh, that's the most uh, noticeable thing uh, in my mind. Um, there was a time where you seem to have like, always have uh, something like five attacking midfielders on the pitch at the same time, but now you have there are more roles. Um, you, you can tell the players have roles um, that are specific to them, and not not just um, this swarm of, uh, of, uh, of of players. And you could you could tell um, that 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 the planning that goes into uh, into games is uh, is is a lot more. Focused as well on 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 where you can pounce on weaknesses from on the opposition, not just on playing your own game. It was interesting in the um, in the postman interview um, that Ivan Tony did on Sky Sports. He, uh, he actually said um, that they they they'd studied Cameron Dawson's mm. saves and they'd, they'd seen he he, uh, he he had a tendency to not um, palm the ball uh, into the wide areas when when he made saves. Uh, and and lo and behold, that's where Tony scored from. So what looks like a fortunate uh, situation where Tony gets the ball because uh, it just happens to come to come into that area, that was actually um, that was actually a, a, a thing you, you you worked on, and it was quite clear that there was space in in that central area um, where normally longer would be uh, in front of the box. So we had a lot of long shots from there, and 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 it was definitely something that you'd you'd uh, you'd you'd looked at. Um, and I think uh, Buemo had um, 
a, a shot coming way went close, and uh, Delsko uh, also had a, a really good shot in the second half, and that went really close. So, so it was just uh, it was just new to see Brentford um, knowing where to 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 stick the knife in, rather than just focusing on on looking pretty, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, that's it's yeah, it's a really good observation. I think the last maybe eighteen mm. months have been an evolution into Brentford being a much harder team to beat, and as you were saying with the roles. A lot of these roles are defensive and when we don't have the ball and um, off-ball roles and sort of the the shape that Thomas Frank wants the team to get into quickly. So, yeah, it's, re- it's really good that you've picked up on that and you can see. And it enables us to now go to where we struggle, sort of the big northern teams, you go up north and actually not... You can, uh, uh, not you can do it on a cold wet... Sort of yeah, cold wet night in Sheffield. Yeah, and from my point of view, so watching Wednesday, so I was just looking at my notes from the game. I, I think posit- I think there are some positives there. I, I think I think the I think the yeah. wide system worked better than you're probably giving it credit for. I think on another day, if you didn't have a team as good defensively as Brentford, um, more of these crosses probably would have worked, and you would have generated a couple more shots. And yeah. th- those throw-ins from Patterson, I, th- I think it, these are weapons. And if we think about you guys being sort of big negative points totals to start. You've you've almost eaten that up in the first few games. Um, you're you're uh, kind of almost yeah, there. I think, you yeah, eight yeah, points now. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Is, is that right? Yeah. So there's not not much left. So you've you've chewed through that pretty quickly. And I don't I don't know. I think we have to be honest now and talk about Brentford as one of the top sort of three four defensive teams in the league. So being shut out like that isn't really. In the in the wider context of the league, it's probably not too bad, and I, I I think you're going to have a lot against other teams, and it will be enough. So what you've got coming from the wide areas probably will benefit you going forwards. And uh, yeah, just these these throw-ins is something that we've probably not done enough, and we're trying to get into our game now. Just mm. it's you can get some big chances from these, just getting the ball into the box from sort of high up throws. So. Yeah, obviously you want more structural play and you probably want to see more patterns through the middle of the field. But yeah, the the wide stuff is probably something to to sort of be proud of at the moment. And it might, yeah, hopefully in your next game, uh, you come out on top and victors. Um, okay, so as we're starting to, yeah, it's been a brilliant chat. We're starting to wind down a little bit now. The Let's pick your brains a little bit on Stoke. So... Stoke play a kind of similar system to Wednesday now. This three-five-two kind of three-four-three hybrid. I have, um, I have you seen much of Stoke this um, season? I, I, tend to, you, I, I don't you, tend you to watch that much of uh, of the other teams. Uh, unfortunately, it's just just, just time time allows it. Right? <laughs> yeah, you're you're not missing much. You're not missing much. <laughs> but no, what what I was going to address was um, something Brentford has struggled with heavily in the past. Mm. Is sort of teams with a back five. This back five-three-two system or teams who can sort of shrink back in sort of that low block and Stoke do it really, really well. They're a little bit more expansive this year, but um, uh, something I've got to mention as well, yeah. Godos' debut as well. Yeah. The, the similarities between him and Ben Rama is, was just striking, the, the sort of drifting inside. And I, I just guess from your point of view, how, because it's such a big, it's kind of a monumental thing that Brentford are kind of moving beyond uh, being sort of stumbling against the three-five-two. how you think... How you think he did, and whether you saw anything in there, and whether that kind of positive to yeah, take into Stoke uh, another team from play from, from last season. Uh, Stoke are a very um, um, static team, shall we say. 
uh, and um, having poached uh, Stephen Fletcher, and mm. I'm still uh, upset about that, uh, from us, um, they, they are not going to be uh, any less static, are they? Um, and and uh, and again, uh, Morgan Fox, who they also poached from us, um, who, who turned his Wednesday career around incredibly. He, he was he was at, at one point Morgan Fox was uh, there was there were boos uh, at Hillsborough when his name was read aloud um, if, when the lineups were read aloud by the announcer for the game, and he was one of our best players last season. My point with Fox is he's he's a very he's he's the model pro. He's he. He's turned into this uh, defender who, who won't make a mistake. So, so that sort of epitomizes the the, the Stoke spirit and harking back to the uh, Tony Pulis years as well. Uh, it's, it's it's a very Stoke thing that you have very solid, dependable players and, and Fletch and and Fox uh, definitely uh, those uh, ring true for those two, uh, those as well. Um, what you might find differently against Stoke than than against us is you you might get more time on the ball. Um, because I, I would imagine Stoke to be playing deeper than than we did, especially than we did last uh, in, the, in the first half. Um, so, yeah. so again, there's, it's a different uh, it's a different sort of challenge. Um, and I think Goddess looks like like someone who, who really likes playing against uh, um, a high line rather than against a, a, a lower block. Um, so you, you'll have to figure out what to do in those situations. And it might be something about um, getting uh, Rico Henry um, in, in, in more overlapping or underlapping uh, situations uh, on, on, the, on that side. Um, and that you probably won't find as much space in behind... Uh, the, uh, the wing backs, um, uh, as, as you did against us, because again, we 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 we'd normally have a lot more uh, of a creative output in in, in the centre uh, rather than just being Bannon. We'd, we'd also have Brown there, um, and we were quite dependable, as you said. We I think we had more than twenty crosses, uh, double the, the number of crosses you had last night. So we're, we're definitely trying to to bump to pepper the box from from the wide areas. Yeah. Um. So so that meant our wing backs were quite advanced, uh, leaving a lot of space. Um. That you we tried to solve that by by shifting the defense horizontally. I don't think we we will do that. Uh, we, you will see that uh, as as pronounced against Stoke because that their their wing backs would probably won't bomb as far forward. Uh, and be called up field as as often. So so it's um, I I, could, I, could, I think the, uh, the 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 set piece routines need to be dusted off um, probably for, for for that game. Um, and 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 um, when you got a guy like Tony in, in that sort of hot form, uh, it would make sense for um, for for Stoke to to focus on him and, and maybe even man mark him. Um, so so that 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 puts a lot of uh, of uh, pressure on to uh, be way more. Um, on on the on the on the other side, of course, also Goros, but but Boemo especially, I think, would have to be very alert to uh, to the space that that Stoke probably focusing on 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 shutting down Tony uh, creates, and and same of course goes for Justa Silva. I think they they will get more space to move into if Stoke, as I would uh, probably think they will to do, uh, will focus a lot on on staying staying close to Tony and, and not giving him a lot of space. Um, so it's about. Adjusting again to the challenge, but but as you said, if, we're having uh, Janelle and, and Goddard play play the the, the the first starts against us, uh, and 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 definitely having a game plan that's, that that is different from the one I saw uh, you execute um, when when uh, when you dropped us five nil. Uh, that 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 tells me that you you you've evolved into a team that can actually um, approach different challenges in different ways, which is probably necessary to to get promoted out of this division. Teams that teams that tend to play the same way every week, 
don't send leads, uh, the exception proving the rule, of course. Uh, but they, they don't tend to, teams that, that they stick to one way of playing don't tend to yeah. get more out of this, this division. You have to, the championship is a division where you have to, to uh, really be attuned to, to what your, your opponents are throwing at you and, and, and try to find the weak points, um, from, from that. And I think you, you, you need those runs from, from midfield to, to create some overloads, um, because of the low block. Uh, and 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 the space uh, the, there won't be a lot of space in behind Stoke, and there won't be a lot of space uh, between the between the lines uh, in front of the defence. So you need to create space by either moving the ball quickly uh, horizontally, or or you need to have someone who can progress the ball. Uh, and and uh, there's, there's a big Justice Silva uh, uh, sign blinking there. Um, so, so it'd be interesting to see him try to get on the ball and try to <laughs> to um, to progress the ball um, uh, with, the, with the ball as uh, pro- progressible with uh, with it as at his feet um, so so that's probably something to to um, to, to 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 prepare for uh, against Stoke. Um, but it's it's another it's another very championship game isn't it when um, you have to play a team like Stoke <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah. Tell me mm. about it. Yeah, I think similar system to you, but yeah. I think they play it in a different way. They're much more comfortable as sort mm. of sitting on the edge of their box, aren't they? And that that back five can sometimes turn into like a back six, yeah. and Brentford can fall into the trap of just moving it too slowly. And then uh, something you you brought up Leeds. If watching Leeds last year sort of solved that problem yeah. of like a back six, where they will just pin four or five players in their front line, so it will do, they'll try and match up. Whereas Brentford are reluctant to do that, so. Although you play kind of a similar system, it, how you play it, you you press much higher than, than Stoke usually do. We'll see what we'll see what system they bring out against um, Brentford next. But yeah, it's just interesting to see how you think whether sort of the problem solving side of things, whether Brentford are figuring out the back back three five system, or was well, it the fact that there was space there anyway, already really uh, that so, you could just we'll see. move the ball into? Uh, the, the challenge against Stoke, as you say, uh, especially if they collapse on, into to a back six, is creating that space. And you can't really do that if you move uh, if you move the defense horizontally. So if you move the pass the ball around quickly, which you were really good against, uh, good at against us, uh, where you, you'll see our our back three uh, move. So so the uh, the the the, um, the opposite side um, central centre back would be almost uh, level with the the middle of the pitch. So you'll have like an. <laughs> The entire half of the pitch there that that has no ways to play in it, so it's, it, that that makes it a lot easier to to move the ball quickly to the other side and then get a chance away from that. Um, that sort of space has to be created against a team like Stoke. Um, and as you say, if you if you if you're willing to to um, to get into those those battles uh, by by, um, by by committing players uh, that that are staying forward and aren't running onto the ball, that's one way of doing it. I I also think that. that um, those runs from deep from from a guy like Justice Silva, uh, both through the ball is at his feet, but also trying to to move into the the um, the zones where where space might might pop up. Um, I think that will be be crucial. And obviously, you need both uh, Delscor and uh, and Henry um, uh, being heavily involved in in, in the second play as they, uh, especially Delscor, uh, usually is. He's an old striker, by the way, so it's not it's not weird that he has a good shot on him. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, you can see that he knows where the goal is. Yeah, he's sort of clean, clean hit on him. But yeah, brilliant. But yeah, on that note, Peter, I think um, yeah, I think we should start wrapping this up. But yeah, it's been absolutely brilliant talking to you. So great insight, and um, uh, yeah, thank you very much for for joining us. It's um, yeah, just hearing about Wednesday, sort of in a deeper context, is great. And some of your 
uh, some of your ideas and uh, yeah. what you noticed about Brentford is brilliant to hear because you see it from a kind of, kind of different perspective and uh, with yeah, different true. eyes. But yeah, it's a great stuff. So best of luck for the rest of the season. Um, I, th- I think you'll be absolutely fine. It, there's no signs that yeah, yeah. Say, you're going to be fighting relegation, even with the deduction. It's, it's just as if it hasn't happened almost now, isn't it? <laughs> you'll be absolutely fine. So all I can say is, yeah, thanks a lot for joining us and um, hope to speak to you soon. Uh, following on from that, uh, I've got messages to say, subscribe to Bees Tactical. Uh, yeah, Bees Tactical is a page that just looks at the statistical and uh, tactical side of football. Um, started a Patreon page recently too, so you can sign up and get sort of lots of extra content where you might chat to people like Peter. You might hear some familiar voices, which would be quite exciting. Um, definitely worth it. But yeah, review, share, let people know that it exists. And um, I, don't, I don't quite know where the reviews go, but just review anyway. And um, thanks again to Peter for joining us. Uh, don't forget to review, share, and pass on Beast Tactical. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.